Well, good morning. It's good to be with you all this morning. And I'm excited as we continue our series on the Enneagram. And as we do that, there's just a couple things that I want to hit really, really quick that I want to make sure that we say, that we talk about. Because uh, in the last couple of weeks, a few of you have asked some really good questions about the Enneagram and why we're doing it and why we use this tool and that kind of thing. And so I just want to make sure we talk briefly about a couple of things. One of the first things that I want to make sure I say is that as we do this, and, and, and Pastor Evan hit a little bit of this on, uh, during his announcements, uh, speaking of which, I just need to correct something. Go green. Okay, I just want to be clear what kind of church we are. Um, so, uh, but something he hit in his announcements was he talked about labels and that kind of thing. And so we want to be certain and clear. As we walk through this Enneagram with the different numbers that talk about your personalities, and you can be personality one, two, three, four, all the way up to nine, that in no way, shape, or form are you a number. Your identity is not about a number or a personality. Your identity, first and foremost, is all about who you are in Christ Jesus. And we have to start there. We have to be clear about that first. So then why are we doing this? Why are we using Enneagram and diving into it? We're doing this because these personality tests like this, and especially one like this that is rooted in, in, in some, some Christian framework and been used for spiritual formation, discipleship, it helps us understand how God made us. It helps understand our personality and who we are. And as we understand ourselves better, it also helps us understand other people better. So when we hear their number, we can learn about them and how to love on them and how to care for them. And in fact, let me just say this. Because here's the second thing I want to make sure we say. As we walk through this, we, you know, today we're going to be talking about the twos. And that might not be your number. But here's what I know about you is that there is going to be somebody in your life who's a two, right? And so today you need to still listen. It's not like, oh, it's not my number. I will not pay attention until week seven, right? Like, no, pay attention because I promise there's people in your life that are this. And it's going to help you know how to love on them, how to care for them, how to help them, all right? And how to value them too. So just want to make sure we say those things. Let's go ahead and let's get started. I want a real quick review. Last week we talked about the ones, right? Remember the ones? They're the perfectionist, right? They see the world as it should be. And when they're healthy, they make everything around them better. They see the things that are in the way of excellence and they improve it. And it's incredible. Put them on any team, they'll improve that team. Put them on any project, they'll improve that project. It, it's, it's great. It's incredible. That's the ones. When they're unhealthy, <laughs> things get really negative really quick, Right? They will tell you what you should and should not do. They will do it all the time. It's a really bad habit they have. They will leave a wake of bodies behind them that they have tried to correct over and over and over again. And so the key thing as we walk through this Enneagram, and I want to make sure I'm clear about this, there is no right or wrong number, right? Like there's no better number, okay? It's not like, oh, I had the wrong number. No. Well, I mean, there's one, seven. And it, it's not because I'm a seven. It's just because it's holy. That's the, it's a holy, that's the only reason. There's no better number, all right? There's, there's just not. The number just represents the personality that God put in you that he gave you, right? And that's it. So it's not like there's a right or a wrong to this. So don't be worried about what number you are or aren't, okay? So the, we're going to hit, the key thing is not what number you are. The key thing is, are you healthy? That's the key thing. Every one of these numbers, when they're unhealthy, it's really, really scary. And when they're healthy, it's incredible what you can do for the kingdom of God. 
So the key thing is health, right? To be healthy. So let's dive in today. We're going to talk about the twos. The twos are what we call the considerate helper. Twos are helpers. They show up when you need help. We love twos. We love having twos. You want to have a two in your life. You want to have as many twos in your life as you can because they will help you. They serve you. They take care of you. Twos are the people that they always show up. They're at all the PTA meetings, right? They're in the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, they're coaches, they're at church, they volunteer, they serve. Whenever there's a hole, they fill it, right? Wherever they can serve, wherever they can help, they're doing it. That's who they are. Twos love to serve. In fact, here's how you know if you've got a two in your life. Move. If you move, okay, the people that show up that are not related to you, because if they're related to you, they have to, right? Okay? The people that show up to help you move or are not related to you, they're twos. They're helpers. They're there to help. They love you. They want to serve you. Twos are incredible in that way. They love to come alongside of you and serve you. In fact, twos, twos are great. They serve in church. In fact, there is no church without the twos. There's just not because we need them to serve. In fact, all of the twos right now, they're downstairs in Faith Kids serving so you can be up here and hear this, right? There's twos. There's twos. I promise you right now I'm going to do this. There's, there's a couple of twos that I promise you during this week they will be listening to this sermon or this podcast. To you twos, we just want to say hi. <laughs> Welcome. It'll be like Wednesday this week when they get to it because they're serving right now in Faith Kids because that's what twos do. They love to serve. Now, last week when we talked about the ones, we dove into scripture and we talked about a couple of brothers. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of sisters. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10. If you want to turn there, flip there, thumb there, use your electronic device, whatever works for you, that is fine. I'll have it on the screen here too. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. So we're going to start talking about two sisters. It's a story that if you've been in church for very long, maybe you've heard it before, but maybe you've just not thought about it from this perspective as we dive into the twos. One of these two sisters, <laughs> we believe, is most likely an Enneagram 2. A helper, all right? And so we're going to dive in and look at this from that perspective. Luke chapter 10, verse 38, here we go. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Now, praise the Lord for Martha, right? Because Martha opened up her home to Jesus. This is great. She did that. She said, Jesus, you can come stay at my house. Here's the challenge. She doesn't open up herself to Jesus. You're going to see this as we walk through the story. She opens up her home, but allows herself to have no time with him. I want you to keep that in mind as we walk through this story, as we walk through this scripture, okay? So she opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now, when we read that, for, for many of us, that doesn't seem to be a big deal. We don't, there's not much there. We're like, but let me tell you, what we just read in scripture is a huge deal in that culture, in that context at that time. Why is it a huge deal? Because Mary is a woman sitting at the feet of a rabbi, Jesus, who is a teacher and being taught. And in that time and culture and context, women were not allowed to be educated. Women were kind of treated as second-class citizens. You, you want to know how second-class citizens women were taught, were, were, were treated as? In that time, in that culture, in that context, if a woman saw somebody commit a crime, they were not permitted to testify in the court of law. You know Why? Because it was not believed that a woman had the capacity to tell the truth. That's how low women were thought of at that time. This is why I love what Jesus is doing here. In fact, I love it. When you look at Jesus throughout scripture, you see him elevate women over and over and over and over again. In spite of the culture, in spite of the context, he's elevating them. And it's phenomenal to watch. So here Jesus sits down to teach. Mary, a sister, sits down next. and sits down. And, and here's the incredible thing. is She's sitting with the boys. In their culture and context, you don't do that. You don't let them do that. But she's sitting with the boys, and Jesus says she deserves to be here, and he begins to teach. This is a huge deal, what we just read. 
So Mary's taking advantage of this incredible opportunity, but where's Martha? <laughs> where's Martha? Verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Listen, twos, if you're here today and you're a two, you're a helper. We love you. You serve us. You're great. You're phenomenal. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're such a servant, and it's incredible, and you're also distracted. Twos, you get incredibly distracted by what? By lots of different things, but usually by whatever it is that you think needs done to help other people. Twos get incredibly distracted, and listen, they get so distracted that they miss out on opportunities just like Martha is here. And that's the challenge for twos. Now, let's give Martha a little bit of grace, right? Like, she just found out that Jesus is coming to her house to eat that day, right? So give her a little bit of grace. I mean, like, if you just found out that today Jesus is going to come eat lunch at your house, how many of you would be a little bit worried and nervous about that? Raise your hands. Who would be worried and nervous? Yeah. Yeah, good, good. Those of you that did not raise your hands, you're a three and you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about you next week. That's your core sin. We'll get to that, all right? Let's just be honest, like, if Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, is coming to your house today, I don't care how good Grandma's recipe is, it ain't good enough, right? You're going to be nervous, you're cooking for Jesus. So we'll give Mary a little, or Martha a little bit of grace here, but she's distracted by all the preparations, she's missing out. So what does she do? <laughs> she came to him, Jesus, and asked Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? She goes and she's like, Jesus, do you see what I see? Mary's being lazy. Don't you care? Jesus, she's not helping. I'm doing everything myself. She's not how she's lazy. You should care about this, Jesus. <laughs> Watch what happens next. This is interesting. Watch what Martha does. And this will be key as we work through the rest of the sermon. What does Martha do? He says, she says to Jesus, tell her to help me. Jesus, tell her to help me. Listen, this is, this is what twos do. This is what twos tend to think, is they think, I'm helping, I'm serving, I'm working, everyone else should be too. Twos are very good at serving and helping, and they're also very good at picking out everyone else that's not. <laughs> right? And, 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 so, and so, so twos, you, you got to be careful. You know, they think everybody else should, fact, here's the thing, it's so funny. It confounds twos, it confuses twos, it confuses these helpers that there is a shortage of volunteers in church. They're like, that makes no sense. Why is everyone else not serving? It is simple, if you attend, you serve. In fact, we've even got two services at the Eastwood campus, come to one, serve at one. Twos are like, is everybody else an idiot? I don't understand. Like, twos don't, they're like, why are they not serving? Why are they not helping? This seems simple. That's how twos tend to think. So they're really good at serving. They're really good at picking out everybody else that's not serving. So what will Jesus say here to our two? How will he reply? <laughs> he says, Martha, Martha. Now, when I read that first in scripture, for whatever reason in my head, all I could hear, and this will date me, was Marsha, 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 right? <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, everybody 35 and under has no clue what I'm talking about, right? But like, that's, that's the Brady Bunch. It's a great show. Don't go watch it because all you'll do is pick it apart and you'll be like, well, you should have just used their cell phone. Shut up. All right. We, we do this with our kids. We're like, we're trying to find a wholesome show. This is, oh, this is me being a seven rabbit trail. My wife's not here. I can do this. And so we were like, home improvement, fun show, wholesome show, family show. We're going to show that to our kids, home improvement. We sat them down. We, my wife and I were so excited to watch home improvement again. We get through one episode. We were dying laughing. And the kids are like, do we have to watch that again? 
Like, it didn't make sense. He could have just used a cell phone, and we're just like, you, you shut up and watch. So that's me being a seven. I'm sorry. So back to whatever we were at. Okay, so Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All right, that's, now, now you need to note the tone that Jesus used here was not Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. In fact, the tone that he used here is probably a little bit more like if you could imagine, like picture Jesus as being Southern, all right? And he said, bless your heart. That's, that's kind of what he's saying here, all right? And you got to understand, like, if you don't know, if you don't speak Southern, you, what bless your heart really means is it's kind of like saying, oh, sweetheart, you have no clue what I'm talking about, do you? That's kind of, I mean, like, you know, it, it, uh, last, last service, um, we had somebody from the South in service, and I said, what bless your heart really means? And she goes, it means you're stupid. <laughs> that is also true, okay? So... If, if you are ever in the South and you're at a restaurant and you were trying to figure out what to eat and you're asking a bunch of weird questions and the waitress looks at you and she just goes, oh, bless your heart, she is not being nice. You should be offended, all right? So Jesus is here and he's kind of like, bless your heart. As we say. So he's like, he's like, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Listen to me, twos. How sad would it be if Jesus Christ himself came to your house and you didn't spend any time with him? That's what Martha's doing. Jesus Christ is coming to her house and she's not spending any time with him because she's distracted by the preparations. She's distracted by the preparations. This is what you do all the time. You love to serve and help, but you get distracted by the preparations, by the help that is needed. Two is what you will do is you will have everybody over for Christmas. You'll have the family Christmas at your house, and you'll spend all your time in the kitchen and never spend any time building a relationship with any of your families. You'll plan the birthday party for your kids. You'll be so excited. You'll put all the work in. You'll prep. You'll prepare. You'll get it ready. You'll spend all your time getting it ready and never actually spend any time with the people that are at the party. And two is you get so distracted that you miss out on the opportunities. In fact, twos, twos find it easy to serve. Two finds it, twos find it easy to work, to help, to, to volunteer. They find it easy to clean up, to prep, to prepare. They find that easy, okay? In fact, in fact if a two's gonna host a party, if they're gonna have people to their house, the easiest part of the night for them is all of the preparation ahead of time and all the cleanup afterwards. You know what's the most stressful to them? Everything in between, right? In fact, a lot of times, you know a two, because what they will do when they host somebody is they will host them from the kitchen, You'll be in the living room. They'll be in the kitchen doing work trying to talk to you because <laughs> it's easier for them to do a relationship from there. Twos find it hard to spend time and just sit and chill and relax. So Jesus is saying, hey, there's only one thing you need to be concerned about right now, Martha. And he goes on and he says this. He says, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen what is better and will not be taken away from her. Mary is sitting at the table, listening to the teachings of Jesus. And listen, listen, here's what you know. The most important thing happening at Martha's house that day was not the food that Martha was preparing, but it was the food that Jesus was serving. And twos, you tend to miss that sometimes. Now, let me say, if you are here today and you are a two, praise God that you're a two. You should be thankful that you're a two. It's an incredible gift to be a two. The world needs more twos. It's so helpful to have twos. So praise God that you're a two. In fact, if you're here today and you're in this room and you're a two, praise God that you're even in this room because that in and of itself is a miracle. Because twos, listen, twos, twos serve at church, but they do not attend church, right? 
So many twos, they're so good at coming to church, but they don't attend church. They serve. In fact, if you're here today, and because they'll serve at every service, and then, and then they'll show up to church, they're planning to attend, and somebody's like, hey, we're short in the nursery, and a two's like, I got it. And they're like, where's everybody else? Why aren't you guys, why aren't you serving? But the twos, they do this all the time. They love to serve, so they will come. And, and in fact, if you're here today and you're a two, okay, you, you probably at some point in time in your life have said these words. It has been X number of weeks since I've made it to service at church, but I've been there every week. Because <laughs> twos struggle to get into church. Because there's always somebody who needs help. There's always some service that needs to be done. There's always a place for them to volunteer, and they'll go fill that hole because they're twos, and that's what they do. They serve. They help. And so it's hard for twos to get to church. And we're going to talk about why that is in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about some of the amazing things about twos. With every one of these numbers, we're talking about how they reflect God's character and God's nature and that kind of thing. Let's talk about how twos reflect God. Twos reflect God's heart for service. Twos reflect God's heart for service. And it's an incredible thing. I'm so thankful that they do this because we need people who work and we need people who serve. We need people who volunteer. If our church didn't have volunteers, we would shut down. Now, don't get me wrong. Twos are not the only people who serve, right? Lots of other people, everybody else serves. It's just twos tend to serve more than everybody else, right? They just tend to do it more often. And so, so twos are such servants that what they do is they reflect God's heart to serve. If it, let me show you Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. It says, the son of man, which is another title for Jesus, all right? So when you see son of man in scripture, it's referring to Jesus, okay? So the son of man, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Listen, how can you worship a servant and not serve? Twos get this. Twos understand this. But how in the world can the rest of us worship a servant and not serve? And the problem is in the church is we abuse the twos. We take advantage of the twos. We let them do everything while we sometimes do nothing. For example, it's not just serving on the weekends where the twos will do both services and they'll do all weekend long, but it's even things like, like when we do like our community events where we go and serve the community, right? And everybody loves that. You love that we do that. In fact, here's what I've heard from people. They're always like, man, I love how involved we are in the community. In fact, I would never attend a church that doesn't serve in the community like that. But some of you have never been to one of our service projects. Because you're abusing the twos. You're glad they show up. You're glad they do it. It's like, oh, that's okay. Oh, man, I'm glad they're doing it. Church, we've got to be careful not to abuse the twos. Let me tell you about my mom. She's a two. She's a two. My mom's a two. And here's the good news for you guys today. So my mom had knee surgery this week. Now, those of you that don't know, my mom attends our church, which is awkward. Um, I love telling stories that they don't know I'm going to tell uh, while she's sitting here. And then some of you who know who she is love to watch her when I tell the stories. Today, she's not here, so I can tell whatever story I want, right? Now, she'll watch it online later on, and then I'll get in trouble. That's okay. My mom's a two. She loves to surf. Now, let me tell you, in the house I grew up in, we had a rule in our home that everybody helps with dinner. Everybody helps prepare dinner. Everybody helps clean up after dinner. It's a good rule for every house, right? Or some form of that. We all help. We all participate. It's not one person's job or role over another. So everybody helps. Now, within that rule, we had one unwritten, unspoken, unsaid, never been said before today rule that exists in my house and even exists still today. That rule is this. Everybody helps clean up, 
unless there's a big game on TV that dad wants to watch. <laughs> or really the rest of us, any of us that want to watch the game. What would happen is we'd finish with dinner. And everybody would get up and go to the living room while mom stays and picks up in the kitchen. Now my mom's a two. She actually loves doing this. She loves to serve my dad in that way. She loves to serve our family in that way. She enjoys getting to serve us. It makes her excited and happy that they're getting to watch the game, that we're all getting to watch the game. And she doesn't mind doing the serving because she's a two. So, so that's how I grew up. I grew up with that unwritten, unsaid, unspoken until today rule, right? <laughs> and then I got married. <laughs> my wife is not a two. <laughs> I remember the first time there was a big game after a meal. I got up from the table. I went to go downstairs to watch the game. And my wife goes, excuse me, where are you going? Now, I did not understand everything that was at play in that moment. But I knew the only correct answer. I said, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back up. That was before that I knew as a man I had a privilege to sit in the toilet for 30 minutes playing my phone. I didn't know that at that time, but that's a whole other sermon. We'll get to that another time. My, my phone back then didn't have cool games on it. Not that that's, never mind. Okay, so. So, you have to understand, my mom, she's a two and she loves to serve. That's what twos do. They love to serve. They love to help you. In fact, every single Christmas, uh, their kids, my, my brother and sister and I, we all try to make sure that there's a couple of days that we're back at my parents' home together. All of us all together, all the kids and everything. It's my mom's favorite time of the year. She loves it. And in those couple of days that we're all together, my mom will spend almost the entire time in the kitchen. She's in the kitchen cooking, preparing, prepping, cleaning, working, doing everything she can to get everything ready. Because here's what my mom thinks. Whenever us kids come home, she wants to make for us our favorite meals that we haven't had since we lived there. She wants to prep everything, every snack that we've ever had that we're hoping to have, every dessert that we've missed and we haven't eaten for six months and last time we saw her. And so she's making every single kind of food and she's working and working and working in the kitchen. And then here's what she'll do. She'll finally come out to the living room late at night where everybody else is at. And when she comes out, what does she do? She's like, oh, do you have everything you need? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you cold? Are you warm? Do you need a blanket? What can I do? What can I get for you? How can I help you? How can I serve you? And we're like, sit down. <laughs> At the same time, we all love all of the food that she makes special for all of us. We love having a two in the family. She loves to serve. Now, now some of you, what's going to happen is you're going to take the Enneagram test, right? And again, let me just remind you, the Enneagram test, you can take them online, especially the free ones. That's fine. They'll help you take several. But the best way to figure out your numbers who walk through this is not from the test. Read the book, The Road Back to You, right? Get a library card. You can get it for free on Hoopla. It's an app. Or, or read the book or listen to some podcasts or listen to each of the sermons as we go through. And in one of these days, you're going to hear one. And you're going to go, oh, that's, he's talking about me. It's like he's in my head, right? Like, like that's what's going to happen. And then you're going to know your number. That's the best way to do it. But some of you are going to take a test. And some of the tests like actually give you like rankings of your numbers. They'll tell you how much of each number you have in you, right? So here's what I'll be careful of. Some of you, you're going to take one of those tests and you're going to be like, oh, I have no two. <laughs> Guess that means I don't have to help around the house. <laughs> Honey, it's not my fault. It's how God made me. <laughs> listen, listen, especially you gentlemen, because I have a feeling it would be you guys that would abuse that. There's a word for that. It's divorced, okay? Like this, <laughs> like just to be clear, I mean, let's be serious. Like, like I, 
I don't mop and sweep floors in my house because I like to do it. I do it because I love my wife and I love my kids. In the exact same way, my wife doesn't do the dishes because she loves doing the dishes. It's not like she's like, oh my word, I saw the dishes this morning. I hope they're still there when I get home from work. She does the dishes because she loves me and she loves our kids. That's why she does them. So just because you don't have two in you doesn't mean I don't ever have to serve anybody. No. You still have to serve. It just means you don't do it in the same capacity that a two, that a helper does. So let's, let's dive into the twos. Let's really go a little deeper into the twos. And let's talk about what, what fuels them, what gets them going, how they work, what makes them tick, all right? What's the core motivation of a two? The core motivation of a two is to feel loved. They want to feel loved. And they feel loved when they're useful. To be useful makes them feel loved. And so that's why they serve you. Because when they're serving you, they feel like they're being useful to you, which helps them feel loved, and so here's the thing with twos. Don't, don't stop them from serving you. you. You need to let the twos serve you. Let them, let them do that, but don't abuse them. Don't abuse the twos in your life. See, see, if twos are not careful, this is what twos have to be careful of, because if twos are not careful, twos will become codependent because their identity begins to get wrapped up in those who they're serving, and they only know how to be the person who is serving that other person or persons. They don't know how to be themselves. And so twos have got to be careful to not become codependent. So listen to me. If you're a two and you're a mom or a dad, something you need to know is there's going to come a day when your children are going to reach an age where they're going to go to college or leave the house. And if you are a parent and you are a two and you have not prepared yourself for that day and your whole life has been built up about serving your kids and meeting their needs and helping them and then all of a sudden they leave the house and they don't need your help so much anymore, guess what? You're going to be broke. Not financially, but I mean like your heart is going to break. Those of you that are parents that are twos, you struggle when your kids leave the house because your whole life has been wrapped up in serving them and in helping them and suddenly they don't need you so much. In fact, I told, I told you my mom's a two, right? Let me tell you, I told, I've told a few of you this story before, but, but my mom's a two, and when uh, my siblings and I went to college, it was very interesting to watch the maturity and growth in my mom's life. She went from an unhealthy two to a healthy two, right? So my sister, I'm the youngest, my sister's the oldest. When my sister went to college, she went to Indiana Western University in Marion, Indiana. When my parents, when we went to go move her into college because we all had to go help move her, it was a three-hour drive. My mom cried the entire drive down there. Tired drive. She just cried. Didn't say a word, just tears. That's it. Just crying. We get there, we begin to move. We're moving heavy stuff into the room. Where's my mom? She's in the corner. She's crying. Just crying. Oh, she needs me and she's not going to have me. And, and she's, she's going to get hurt or something's going to happen and I need to be there and I can't be there. And she's just crying and crying. Whole ride back. Mom continues to cry. A couple years later, my brother, he's the middle child, he was headed to college. He chose to go to Michigan Tech. I was not looking forward to that drive. It's a 27-hour drive, right? You can either go to Florida or you can go to the UP. It's up to you. Either one, 27 hours. That's what it feels like. I was not looking forward to that drive, but I was so proud of my mom. You could see the maturity and the growth. She was becoming a healthy too. Whole drive up, not a tear shed. It's incredible. Now, we took two cars, and I was in the other car, but... Um, 
No, I'm just kidding. We, we did take two cars, though. We took two cars. My dad stayed for a little while, and my mom and I drove back home. We came home first. My dad stayed to help my brother with something. And we're driving home, and I'll never forget, we hit the Mackinac Bridge. And I don't know if it's because I was driving or what, but my mom just begins to cry and cry and cry. The whole rest of that five-hour drive back home, mom just cried. Oh, he's alone, and I don't know if he'll make it. And, I don't, and, I, and I'm just like, oh, just keep driving. <laughs> But my mom, I'm so proud of her. She's become a healthy too. Because watch, a year later, her youngest heads off to college. What does my mom do? Kid you not, she stands in the driveway. See you later. <laughs> got this. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. But she's become a healthy too. See, her identity is no longer wrapped up in her kids needing her. Her identity is wrapped up in who Jesus Christ made her to be. And so it's so important to get that right. Now, others of you, others of you, maybe it's not your kids, but some of you are twos and you love your work. Your identity is wrapped up in what you do, how you work, who you are at work, and the fact that you're busy and you're successful at work, and you're wrapped up in your work. That's your identity, right? And so some of you that are twos, what's going to happen is there's going to come a day when you're going to do this thing called retire, which means that when you go home, your work makes you stay there. They don't let you come back. <laughs> and twos, if you are not ready for that day that you retire and all of your identity is wrapped up in what you do at work, guess what? When you retired, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. You're going to be miserable at home. It's why twos more than any other number will retire and go back to work. <laughs> Sometimes at the same place with a different title, <laughs> different retirement plan. <laughs> twos struggle to retire because their identity is wrapped up in what they do and not in who they are. Listen to is your identity cannot be wrapped up in the task you do or who you serve or who you help. Your identity has to be wrapped up in whose you are and whose you are is you are a son or a daughter of the king. You are a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ. That's whose you are. That's your identity. That's what you have to begin with. And we got to get that right. So core motivation is to feel love. The core need of the twos, this is funny, the core need of the twos is to be needed. <laughs> Twos need to be needed. This is what drives them. This is what fuels them. They need to be needed. They love to serve so that you need them. Because when you need them, it makes them feel loved. Right? And so they need to be needed. And twos, listen, it's okay to serve. But you need to know that you are more than that. Twos, you need to know that God did not create you to serve your spouse. God did not create you to serve your kids. God did not create you to serve your friends. God did not create you to serve your coworkers. You need to know this. God created you for relationship with him. That's what he created you for. And Mary and our story is getting it right while Martha needs to learn to set down the cooking utensils and to go sit at the table with Mary and Jesus and learn. So what's the focus of the twos? This is where twos get lost. Their core focus is always on the needs of others. Twos focus on the needs of others. And I'm so thankful for twos because better than anyone else, they can see somebody else's need and they will meet that need. Twos are amazing at this. They see it and they meet it. The rest of us, we see a need and sometimes we run from it, right? Sometimes you see somebody with a need and you're like, oh, that is, that is messy. Mom, right? Because she's a two, right? Like I'm like, like, sometimes you see needs and you're like, somebody needs to help them. Now, who do I know that won't say no? <laughs> Twos are incredible at this. This is, this is what I love about twos. When you're going through something that's hard and trying and tough, 
Other people might run from your situation, but not twos. Twos will run to it with you and walk through it with you, just like God. Twos reflect the heart of God in acts of service. It's incredible. I love this about the twos. It's such a good thing. But here's the thing now. What's the core sin of the two? Now, the core sin of the two, this is, this, is, this is what's next. It is the hardest sin to detect of all of them. It's the hardest one to figure out. Because like, take ones, for example. Remember last week we talked about ones? We said their core sin is anger, right? And everyone knows when a one is angry, even if they don't. I'm not mad! Why is everyone saying I'm angry? I don't know. Right? Like if you, if you know a one, if you live with a one, if you're related to a one, you're like, I've seen that happen. Right? But with the twos, the sin is a little bit harder to detect. In fact, when I tell you what the core sin is, all the twos are going to go, no, I don't think so. Watch. So the core sin of a two is pride. Core sin of the two is pride. We have to be careful of this one because the pride, pride is what made the devil who he is. And we're not supposed to be like the devil. We're supposed to be like Jesus Christ. In fact, in scripture, it tells us, it tells us that, that, that God always opposes the proud, which means that if you are wrestling in your life with pride, you are wrestling with God. So, so let me show you where pride is. Because I know right now the twos, the twos and even everybody else is kind of going, I don't see pride. They're just trying to help people. That seems humble. How is that pride? I just don't see it. I don't see being proud. Here's the pride. We see it in Martha. Okay? Think about the story of Martha. Martha was certain that she knew exactly what Mary was supposed to be doing, that rather than sitting and listening to Jesus, Mary should have been serving and helping. Not only that, stop and think about this. It's not just that Martha thinks she knows better than Mary. She thinks she knows better than Jesus. Pride. Remember? Remember what she said to Jesus? She goes to him and she says, tell her to help me. Tell her she has to help me. I know you're the supreme being and you're God and you're almighty and the alpha and the omega and the beginning and the end and all of that. But in this situation, Jesus, I know that Mary's supposed to be helping me. Tell her. And twos, here's the challenge. You're so good at serving. You're so good at helping others. And where the pride comes in is when other people aren't stepping up and helping and serving, you begin to look down upon the rest of us lazy bums. <laughs> right? And so you got to be careful because pride will absolutely seep in. And so there are, now listen, listen, twos. There are times when, when you're serving and you can look and you can see that the rest of us should be and you are right in your mindset of why aren't they they should be. And then there are times when you are serving and the rest of us have it right and now is not a time to serve but now is a time for relationship and you need to see that and your pride is going to get in the way of you being able to see that. So the core sin is pride. Here's what the twos avoid at all costs. At all costs they will avoid their own needs. They will avoid their own needs. How do two, because do you know what Martha needed? <laughs> time with Jesus. That's what she needed. She needed time with Jesus. She needed to sit at Jesus' feet, but she was too proud to admit it. Listen to us, can you imagine Jesus Christ comes to your house and you don't spend any time with him? That's what Martha did. He comes to your house and you're too busy preparing and fixing and working and serving and, and, and you don't spend any time with Jesus. 
Martha thought the dishes and the plates and the food were more important. Two is you got to learn to acknowledge you have needs. You can't just avoid your needs. Finally, the core fear of twos. They avoid their needs like crazy. Why? Because it comes down to their core fear. Their fear is that they'll be considered unworthy. Their fear is that they are unworthy. And how does a two prove their worth? They prove their worth by how they serve. And so at the core of their fear is this feeling of shame. Twos are ashamed that they have needs. Twos tend to look at their needs and they feel like, well, if I was right, if, if I was doing what I should be doing, if I was thinking what I should be thinking, if I was operating the way I should be, if I was doing what God wanted me to do, I wouldn't have any needs. And if I have needs, that means I'm not like I should be, and that's a problem, and they become ashamed of that. And so rather than deal with their own needs, they will go and serve everybody else and take care of their needs. Rather than deal with their own. Twos, you've got to learn to acknowledge that you have needs. In fact, let me show you Philippians chapter four, verse 19. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. It's okay to have needs. It's okay to say, I need help. Listen, God didn't call you to be Superman. That's why he sent us Jesus, right? You don't have to be Superman. In fact, speaking of Jesus, even Jesus said things like, I'm thirsty. Pray for me. I'm hungry. I need rest. Even Jesus had needs. No, 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 twos, don't get me wrong. It's good to serve. It's good to serve God. It's good to serve the church. It's good to serve your friends. It's good to serve your family. It's good to serve. In fact, in fact, if you are here today and you have a family member who's a two, you are blessed. And you have no idea just how blessed you are. If you want to learn how blessed you are, talk to somebody who doesn't have a two in their family and talk about how different it is when you pack up for a vacation. Right? Because if you don't have a two in your family, you guys have to divide up the 35 different tasks that need to be done and you all have to do them. If you have a two in your family, you only think there's one task. Show up. Because the two does it all. The two does it all. In fact, I'll tell you, my, my, um, my family, my wife and I and our kids, when we moved back to Michigan, back here to Lansing, we actually lived with my parents for nine glorious and challenging months. You go live with your parents for nine months, see how that goes. So... It was, for the most part, it was incredible. We loved doing it. And, and let me tell you, it's incredible when you live with a two because guess what? For nine months, there was this magic little laundry fairy <laughs> that did all of our laundry and folded it and put it on our bed. It was incredible. And then when we moved into our own house, the laundry fairy did not come with it. All of a sudden, we had to do our own laundry again. <laughs> if you've got a two in your life, you are blessed because they take care of you, they serve you, they love you. And, 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 to, and to the church, listen, this is important. Never tell a two to stop serving you. Don't do that. We don't want to change their serving. We just want to change why they serve. We don't want them to serve to try to cover up something they think is missing in them. We don't want them to serve because they're trying to cover up the shame in their life because they think they shouldn't have needs. No, no. We want them to serve because they enjoy it and because it glorifies God. We want them to serve because they understand who they are in Christ Jesus. And here's the beautiful thing, too. Too is if you serve with the right heart, you don't have to worry about pride. It won't be able to attack you. But if you serve with the wrong heart, twos, if you serve with the wrong heart, pride begins to attack you. Let me tell you what happens when you serve with the wrong heart, toots. You will come to church and you look down upon the rest of us that are lazy and not serving like you are and helping like you are and you'll look down upon us and what you'll do is you'll go into the connection time with all the food and you'll find a one to sit down next to you and the two of you will talk about how bad we all are and the ones will be like, you're right, they should, they should, they should, they should. 
it's why it's important to be healthy. And so, too, sometimes what happens is that you will choose serving over spending time with God. In fact, a lot of times with twos, what will happen is they'll say, well, I, I meant to read my Bible. I was going to spend some time in prayer. I was going to just sit and let God talk to me. I was going to listen. I was going to spend time with God. I was, I was, I promise I was. But, but then I saw this person who needed this need, and I saw this need, and my spouse needed this, and my kids needed this, and they needed help, and I was going to do that. And twos, you will choose to serve sometimes over spending time with God or with your family. In fact, listen, twos, on the weekends, it's incredible that, that you, I mean, it's great when you can go out and you can like fix the house and fix the car and fix the yard. Yay, you! Woohoo, good job. Twos, you can go clean your kids' rooms and do their laundry and make their beds. Well done. But what if on the weekends, what if what your kids need is not a nice yard and a made bed, but they just need you? And two, sometimes you will choose to keep doing stuff and serving at the cost of relationship. And so you got to be careful to be healthy. This brings us to our so what moment. So what does this mean? What do we do with this? Where do we go from here? Two is you need to declare that you have needs. It's okay that you have needs. You need to say that. You need to acknowledge it. It's okay to have needs. And here's why this is so important. Because if, if twos become unhealthy, and I said it earlier, but what will happen is that twos will become codependent upon the people that they're serving and helping. They find their identity gets wrapped up in their spouse who they're serving. Their identity gets wrapped up in their children who they're serving. Their identity gets wrapped up in their work where they're serving and they'll become codependent upon somebody else. And here's the problem, because what codependents do is they end up worshiping someone else. What codependents do is they become so dependent upon what they're doing for that other person that they don't know who they are without the opportunity to do that. And so what'll happen if you become codependent upon your spouse, that if all your identity is wrapped up in serving them and taking care of everything for them and make sure it's all set because they need you and by them needing you, it makes you feel loved and you become codependent upon them, what happens is that you are worshiping them, which means you're not worshiping God and that's a sin. If you become codependent upon your children and wrapped up in that they need me and I'm gonna fill all their needs and take care of them all the time and you become codependent upon that, you're worshiping your children and you're not worshiping God and that's a sin. Two is when you become unhealthy, you become codependent upon those you are serving, and it's a problem. You need to declare your needs. You do not exist to serve your spouse. You do not exist to serve your kids. You do not exist to serve your neighbors or your family or your friends. You exist to have relationship with Jesus Christ. You exist to glorify God. You were made for him, and you can't do it all. You can't do it all on your own. You just can't. In fact, that's on purpose. God made you that way on purpose. He made you so you couldn't do it all on your own, so that it draws you to him, because you realize, I need him, and I need his help. So twos, guess what? You need help. You have needs, and it's okay to say that. But this is hard for twos. This is hard for twos. Watch, watch this. Because twos, helpers, guess what, right? When you take a break, you feel guilty, don't you? When twos take a break, they feel guilty. If they, if they, stop, if they take a break for five minutes, they're like, oh, I, just, I feel so bad. They're over there working, they're serving. I'm a seven. I'll take a break for five days and I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> Boy, that was fun. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's keep taking breaks. <laughs> twos, you struggle to take breaks. 
And when you take a break, you feel guilt and you feel shame. And this is where the cross comes back into play. What are we supposed to do with our shame? What should we do with our guilt? You take it to the cross and you give it to Jesus because he wants it because he's big enough to take it and receive it. He wants you to acknowledge your needs. He says, that's who I am. I'm here to help you. I'm here to love you. And I want you to give me your shame. Okay, let's wrap up. And I want to wrap up with some good news for the twos, right? I love this. Every week we're going to do this. We're talking about the superpower. Every one of these numbers, they have a superpower. Every personality is a superpower. So what's the superpower of the twos? The superpower of the twos, I love this one. It is that they can sense others' needs without them ever stating it. They're so good at the sense of their without ever stating it. It's incredible. This is how you know you have a friend who's a two, is that sometimes they will show up at your house without a meal and you didn't even know you needed it. That night you're like, they show up at your door and you're like, I haven't even started cooking yet. They're like, I know. You needed this. They know it before you do. Twos are incredible like this. They can sense it. And here's why this is such an incredible superpower. Watch this, twos. Listen, listen. This is so important. This is what I love about the twos. Twos, when you serve people because, because you love Jesus and you've got your identity straight with him, and when you serve people because you love to serve and you just want to glorify God and you're not doing it to get something from them, twos, when you do this in a healthy manner, here's what's so incredible. The, the rest of the world, the world that doesn't know Jesus, the world that is spiritually unresolved, they look at you as twos. They look at how you serve and how you love on people. And it makes the unbelieving world look and go, if that is Jesus, then maybe I want to know him. If that's what serve, if that's what the church does, then maybe I need to know more about this Jesus Christ guy. Twos, your superpower is that when you are healthy, you draw people into the kingdom. And it's incredible. It's incredible. But when you're unhealthy, when you're unhealthy, you will make yourself codependent upon those that you are serving and you will lose sight of who you are in Jesus Christ and you become dependent upon other people to provide you with your worth and your value and it will tear you apart. So twos, lean into the cross, lean into Jesus, give him your needs because he wants them. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the twos. We thank you for the twos in our life and in our church. And we thank you that they're here, that they help, they serve. Lord, we don't have church without them. And so we're so incredibly thankful for that. And God, I just pray right now this for the, those twos, that they would know how loved they are, that they would know that you love them and care for them, that, that they would know that you want to meet their needs. It's okay to have needs. Lord, I pray right now for those of us that have a family member in our life that's a two, help us to go home and ask the two, what are your needs? What needs do I need to help you with? Where am I not meeting your needs? Help me to help you, Lord. Help us to ask those questions so we can love on the twos in our life. Lord, I just thank you for your truth today. It all comes back to the cross. It all comes back to Jesus Christ. Help us to lean into him because he says, I'm big enough to take all that you've got. Give me your needs. Give me your hurts. Give me your pains. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray.